Welcome to Relationships Turned On. I'm your host, Laura Brass, marriage and relationship counselor. I believe relationships can be fixed and you deserve to have a connected and loving relationship. I give you the tools, strategies and insights so you can have a world-class relationship. Welcome to this episode of Relationships Turned On. I hope you're all doing amazing. I am very happy and really looking forward to sharing with you in this episode all of the tips and the tricks that successful couples have and more specifically the habits that they have that you can cultivate in your relationship and start now to intentionally put them into place in 2024. My intention with the podcast at the moment is to help you step up, show up in a big way for your relationship this year, because I truly believe that the relationships can be the greatest source of joy or pain and you get to choose. And that's a Tony Robbins quote that I very much paraphrased. And you get to choose whether you're happy or unhappy in this relationship. Now I understand there's more nuances to that, but fundamentally it is true. And so I have created along with this episode an incredible free gift for you. It is literally the successful couples happy checklist. Now, I know that doesn't sound very sexy to think about a checklist in terms of your relationship. However, there is a lot of research done into the longevity of couples and the happiness of couples and what is different between the couples that succeed in their marriage or their relationship and what is the difference between the couples that fail. And no shocker here that it's their habits. It is their small daily things that they do to move the needle forward in their relationship every single day. It is a lot like exercise and we probably don't like this analogy too much, but it is a lot like exercise. We can't eat cheese and chocolate and biscuits and fatty foods 24-7 and have a toned, slim, amazing body. It's the same with your relationship. You cannot not engage, not have the conversations, not have affection, all of those kinds of things and expect to have an amazing turned on connected relationship. And so the habits are crucial. The habits are what gets you to the on fire, cannot wait to see each other, anticipation, the passion in your relationship. Now, I know a lot of you are probably thinking, well, how on earth can we have passion? We've been together 27 years or we're in the middle of newborn phase or the kids have just left home. There's a lot of variety of ages and different stages of life that listen to this podcast. And I'd say you can have passion at any stage. It'll just look a little different. You can have connection at every stage. It'll look a little different. And that is okay. So it's okay to be in difficult seasons. It's just about still cultivating those connection rituals. And you will have more time in different stages. That is very true. However, if you don't take the time right now wherever you are at to connect, even if you've got minimal time, by the time you get to the phase where you've got all of this time, you'll be so disconnected. And there's often a lot of hurts, resentment, past blame, shame, guilt, all of the things that usually couples sit in front of me and tell me about (laughs) that they're like, I don't even know if I want this time with you. And I do not want that to be you because it's a very hard place to be in. And there's a lot that you have to work through. 
So it's a free download. You can get it from the link below. It's a successful couples habit checklist. It's literally all of the amazing things that you can do to stay connected on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, and on a yearly basis. And I'm probably going to even reveal a couple of quarterly ones that my, is my husband's and my absolute favorite habit. And I'm going to call it a habit and I'll explain why in a while because it just keeps us so connected. So I'll get to that in a moment. But what you want to do with this checklist is, yes, you need to get it. You need to download it, save it to your phone, print it, put it on the fridge. I'm a big fan of putting things in your environment. James Clear has this incredible book called The Atomic Habits. And he talks about how your environment needs to shift and change. And that is one of the major things that predicts success when putting in new habits. So put it in your environment, put reminders around. It is a good thing to do because we don't want to rely on our normal patterns and conditioning because you haven't been doing it up to this point. (laughs) Okay. So get the checklist. What I'm suggesting is we don't just dive straight into this and not talk to our partner about it. We need to talk to our partner about, hey, I was looking to create an even more connected, amazing relationship with you in 2024. And I did get this checklist. I'd love to talk to you about what you think might work for us and in our relationship, because obviously this is a general checklist, but however, I have seen it work with all of my couples, but you might want to tweak and change them a little bit to suit you and your lifestyle and the season in life that you're at. And so you can use this as a guide and then talk to one another about it because that's where the magic's at. I do give also some little tips and tricks if there's shift work or some really challenging other things in your life that you need to navigate around to get these habits in place. And my big caveat with this is I understand it's a checklist, so it can seem for some like, oh my goodness, why would I want that? That's not sexy, spontaneous, romantic. And I can tell you what's not romantic is not doing any of these things. It's more romantic to have a checklist and do them. And then you don't actually need the checklist as they become automated habits than it is to just not do these things at all. Use it as the tool that it's designed to be and play and have fun with it. Your relationship is not always meant to be this serious, dragging weight of a thing in your life. It is meant to bring you joy. It's meant to be playful. It's meant to be fun. And if you've lost that together, then this will feel a little stretchy and stretchy is good. If you don't feel stretchy, you're not slightly outside of your comfort zone. And I want you to be slightly outside of your comfort zone, especially if your relationship is not in the best place right now. So feel the stretch and be okay with it. The stretch is good. And it means that you're growing as individuals and as a couple, which is great. So let's get to it. Some daily habits that are crucial A lot of them don't take very long at all. And there's something you can really easily start putting into your daily daily routine. And the kids even really pick up when mum and dad are doing things like this if you have kids. And if you don't, this is still the foundational basis for a good, healthy relationship. We do talk about the big things like communication and trust. They, of course, are foundational. But if you don't have these daily things, your partner often feels neglected, unloved, uncared for, all of the things, and you don't want that. This helps you both feel connected, loved, appreciated, valued, and important in the other person's eyes. 
Daily habit number one is greeting connection rituals, right? So it's the in the morning, how do you greet each other? Do you go, oh, hello, yeah, yeah, good morning? Or do you bring an energy to it? Once you're awake, do you use nice names for one another? Do you say, hey, how are you going? How did you sleep? How do you feel this morning? We don't have to say all those things at once, <laughs> obviously. You choose one of those. And do you connect in the morning? Is there some, at least a hug and a kiss? But it, is it intentional? So a lot of people will say to me, yeah, yeah, I give him a, I give him or her a kiss on the cheek. And it's like, that's great. But is it three seconds on your way out the door? Or do you pause? Do you stop? Do you make eye contact? Do you look at one another? Do you hold on to that hug for another 30 seconds longer, indicating that you want to be there, you want to hug this person and that you're enjoying it and you want it to continue. These things matter and your partner is picking up on it. I don't care if they've got a million things on, they are still picking up on that energy of you're in the rush to get out the door. Not saying that's wrong, but what we need to do is just pause, take an extra 30 seconds, 40 seconds longer, a minute longer to connect with one another in the morning and be intentional about it. Bring the intention to it. So I I just want to really get you thinking right now, what what kind of connection or what kind of intention are you bringing to the relationship when you do your greeting in the morning? The other thing is greeting when you come home from work. You can run and see each other. That might sound extreme, but it's not. Be excited to see one another. In the beginning, when you first started dating, there was a lot of anticipation. You can't wait to see the person. You get dressed up. You put your best foot forward, all of those things. And as time goes on, we stop doing that. But to keep it passionate and connected and loving, We need to bring that energy to it. You bring that energy just to the greeting. Can you imagine what intimacy is like, right? And so we think that to correct intimacy issues, we go straight to the bedroom, but wrong. It starts with small stuff like this. If you can't get this stuff right, then it's very hard to get the other stuff right. And so the small stuff matters. And I know people will say, well, duh, you should greet your partner. Of course, not of course, because most people don't do it. And when they do do it, It's like very lackluster. There's not a lot of energy behind it. There's not a lot of intention behind it. The other person feels like you're ticking a box, but you don't really want to do it necessarily or you're not there. Do you get up off the couch when your partner comes home in the evening, even when you're tired, and just give them two to three minutes of your focus and your intention just for a couple of minutes to show them that you've missed them and they are the most important person. Another one of my favorites is to share three gratitudes with one another. We can get really bogged down in the stresses and what's not working well in life because our brains are pretty much naturally geared to be quite negative. And what we want to do is start sharing some gratitudes. Gratitude goes such a long way. If you can tell your husband, your wife, your partner how much you appreciate, how much effort you put in with the work or kids or life or cleaning the yard or doing the dishes or cooking dinner at night, whatever it might be, that gratitude carries them through to do more of those things. And so if you want a partner that is that listens, that shows up for you in amazing ways, that does things for you, then you need to be that partner yourself. You need to show that and not expect it in return, but just show up as that person. Once you start giving and giving and giving, 
It makes such a difference. Now I went slightly on a tangent on that one, but verbally giving the appreciations is so important. I really appreciate you did X, Y, Z today. It means so much to me when you take the rubbish out at night because it means I don't have to do it. It means so much to me when you said tuck the kids into bed and I could get dinner ready. It means so much to me that you work so hard for us today. Thank you so much. Make it real, make it meaningful and make it specific. But you can also do general gratitudes with one another. I'm so grateful for this roof over my head. But make sure as well when you're doing gratitudes for the other person that it is specific to them as a human. So sometimes we can thank one another in terms of your role as mum or dad or in the logistics, thanks for the picking up X, Y, Z, but we don't always acknowledge the other person for who they are at their core and what kind of characteristics and personality traits do they bring to the table. That one there is very powerful and often I see it missing again and again. Okay, Sending quick texts and call throughout calls throughout the day. Now, I know a lot of people will say, well, I'm working, I don't really want it, <laughs> or I don't have time to respond. You can talk to your partner about it in advance and just say a quick I'm thinking of you text and don't have expectations of them returning anything necessarily, but they will appreciate it. They will appreciate that you've taken the time and the energy and effort and you were actually thinking of them. A lot of people start getting into the fact when you've been together four, five, six, seven, 25 years <laughs> that the other person's just doing their thing and they don't think about them during the day, which is mostly not true. And this is one way you can show up and have a connection point throughout the day, even when you're not there. 30 seconds is what it takes, right? 30 seconds to type a message, 30 seconds to send a picture. It's not a big deal to connect with your partner. It doesn't take a lot of time. It's more the intention behind it. Now, another daily habit, which I think some people will go, oh, that doesn't seem like a relationship habit, is individual time alone. <laughs> and why do I say that? It's because sometimes people, depending on your personality type, how you fill your cup, all of those things, need downtime on their own to show up as their best version of their partner. Now that could be 10 minutes at night, it could be once a week, it could be, it can look different for everyone. But I think it's useful to know that yes, we do need quality time. We need at least 90 minutes, according to Jordan Peterson, which I, I, I totally agree with, for baseline connection, logistics, things like that, to stay connected with your partner. But we also need to ensure that we're our best selves. If the individual is not good, if the individual doesn't feel good, it has a huge massive knock-on effect to the relationship. So it's also about having that conversation with your partner that I actually do thrive when I have a little bit of time on my own. And you talk about how that would look like. You can get out the calendar and, and go to town. I do recommend putting things in the calendar and people will go, again, it's not sexy. It's like, yeah, but so is falling in a heap. So is not connecting. So is being disconnected. So is overscheduling. Like sometimes you don't realize you've overscheduled so much. There's no bandwidth or time for yourself or for you and your partner. Now, I'm not going to go through everything on the list. There's a lot of, <laughs> there's a fair few things on the checklist. So I'm just going to pick a couple. There is a, a great weekly CEO meeting. And you sometimes they call it uh, a weekly check in, a coffee table chat. There's so many things. And I go through, all of the questions 
and the different things that you could discuss during that little weekly meeting together. It is essential. It keeps you on track. It means you can address challenges as they arise or finish conversations that often don't get finished. So it's some ring fence time for a meeting together and it can be fun. It doesn't have to be like a meeting, serious and all of that type of thing. But In the checklist, I go through all of these. So you can go and read exactly the types of things that often a lot of couples go through in their meeting every single week. Now, I'm going to actually jump to the yearly and or quarterly habits. So one of my husband and my absolute favorite, absolute favorite (laughs) habits is our quarterly getaways. And I'd have to say they're a lot more they're a bit more frequent than quarterly. We have three children every sort of two to three months. I think we average this year, which is amazing. I'd say it was probably quarterly a bit more before that, but every sort of two to three months this year, we have managed to get away for two nights on our own. We have our favorite place that we go every time and we unplug. There is little to no phone reception. There is a little bit. You can drive into town and get reception. So we do that to ring the kids. But there is not a lot of reception. So there's, there is a TV, but it's not hooked up to anything in particular. So you've got no internet and no phone reception. I know some couples will go, <gasps> and you're like locked in a cabin together. Well, kind of. I mean, you can get out. <laughs> but honestly, it is beautiful. There is a beautiful view. We do this often. Every single time we go, we come back with something different. So I often come back recharged. I've gotten some sleep. You know what it's like when you've been woken up by little kids. We've reconnected. There's so many conversations that we don't get to have during the busyness of life. There are deeper conversations, conversations about where we want to go, what we want our life to look like, or even financial decisions and logistical decisions. We made some really big decisions when we finally got some headspace for my husband to exit the army and to move from New South Wales back to Queensland while away on one of these getaways. And the reason we did is not that it wasn't already somewhere in the back of our heads. It's just that we had time. We had time to think about what logistically that could look like, how it was going to work for everyone. Was it going to work for everyone? What the finances would look like? What action steps we would need to take when we got back, which is what what did happen. And we did make that change. We did make that move. And that is probably one of the bigger examples. But it has allowed us to constantly course correct our relationship and our life. So we would be able to just by simply having downtime and it wasn't, we didn't sit there with a structure. We didn't sit there going this and that, the other thing. Don't get me wrong. I do think things through. I do like goals. I'm definitely myself motivated like that, but we didn't sit there like that. It was just, there was a spa bath. We have a spa and have great conversation and great food. And we would come to those conclusions because we were relaxed We weren't in fight or flight. We were connected. We were communicating well. We weren't getting interrupted with our conversations. And I fundamentally believe this has been one of the biggest game changers in my marriage is being able to do this. Now, I understand this isn't always available for everyone. I am very blessed and lucky. I've got family around who love having our children. However, I understand it's not available for anyone, but 
like for everyone at this particular time. But I do think there's a lot of ways you could make it happen or do a version of this. So what I recommend, there's a couple of different options. If you have a family a friend with kids, you could take turns and you could swap with them. So they could have your kids for a couple of nights and then you could have their kids for a couple of nights and give you both the opportunity to do something like this. The other option is see if you can can get a babysitter or a friend or someone for say three or four hours and go for a long lunch or a long dinner while the kids are already in bed and they've got a babysitter. Or if if that is just too much and not available, put the kids to bed. Maybe sit outside, light a candle, change the environment slightly. I feel like environment change is a big, important game changer when it comes to having your creative mind kick in and your creative mind comes up with a lot of great solutions that you wouldn't ordinarily think of. And it also changes the way you look at things and perceive things and the way you connect and communicate. It helps interrupts patterns and things like that. So it is essential. It's really useful, but it doesn't always have to as well be crazy. Put a picnic rug down and sit in your lounge room and have a carpet picnic. If you can get out of the house, that's ideal. But if you can't, there are still ways you can do this. And so I just need you to think, just think about outside of the box is that how can you have some really great, decent downtime to connect? And if finance is an issue, go camping for a couple of nights. Do you know what I mean? Like there are ways to do this. Or maybe you have a family friend who has a little studio apartment that's not being used or really think about it because when we're resourceful, we come up with solutions and a lot of people know a lot of things and they're just sometimes too afraid to ask because I'm sure a family member would be happy to lend you that for a couple of nights and you can maybe you pay in a couple of boxes of chocolates or a carton of beer. There are so many ways to do these things and I just know how essential it is to keep you connected because work life, children, just family. It's just so busy these days. And so what you need to do is take that time to slow down. And like I said, we don't do this every week, but we do try and do it regularly. I will look at the calendar three, four months out, and I will book them in sometimes that far out because it gives my parents who look after our children a heads up and I check with them first, is that a good time? All of those types of things. I see what else the kids have got on. I see what I've got on, what my husband's got on. And then I schedule that. And then I book the accommodation that far out often. And we know that we've got that to look forward to. And that's another thing is that often I find that the weeks leading up to it, we can feel that the disconnection or the that we're just not in quite the flow that we'd like to be in together is is starting to maybe just get frayed. We haven't had enough time together and it will always somehow always come up to be the exact right time that we need that connection point. And it's like almost just in time, if that makes sense. So you've got the opportunity now to get out your calendar together and talk to one another about it. And like I say, if you don't want to spend much money, think about who you know that's got a maybe a spare studio apartment or you could go camping somewhere or you could just take that one night really locally away or you could go to the lunch, a long lunch together or a long dinner together. 
get creative. You can find solutions to anything when you get resourceful. And I'd love to know what you got from this. Get the checklist because I didn't get time to go through everything on there. There's some really great things to do. And there's a whole lot of things as well about how to set this up for success, because I know there will be a lot of people listening right now thinking that all sounds great, but my partner is going to be really resistant. And if your partner's really resistant, it's about framing it and talking to them and saying, hey, I would love to do this with you because I want that connection. I want that time. And if financial is an, is an issue, you make sure you say, it's not about the money for me. We could go to our friend's place and stay there while they're away for a night or two. It's just about connecting and getting some headspace together and getting the connection and the intimacy and all of those things back on track. So I would love to know what you got from this episode. Download the checklist, share this with a partner or friend that you know that would really help them set themselves up for 2024 because why let another year go where you're more disconnected? What I find is a lot of people think I'll sort my relationship out later and later never comes until it's dire straits, until it's, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I can stay any longer. And don't let it get to that point. You can do this now and help fix or get back on track your relationship or your marriage because you're worth it and they're worth it and you can have a loving, connected and happy relationship. So now it's time for you to turn your relationship on and I'm wishing you all the best with these amazing successful habits in 2024. 